Although, trying not to follow my kids when they go to university on, you know, the wee find my friend and not following them every second of every day whenever they move around. I'm going to have to work really hard not to do that because I've already thought to myself, I can see where they are at all times of all day and all night. Well, Carrie, I can book you in next Tuesday and the following Tuesday and we can have a wee chat about that. <laughs> Hello, you're very welcome to the Parentline podcast. I'm your host, Kerry McLean. I'm a broadcaster, a Parentline ambassador, and I'm a mum of three. And this is the podcast where we talk all things parenting, both the joys and the challenges along the way, wherever you are on your parenting journey. Summer's a fantastic time, isn't it? The sun's shining, if you're lucky, of course. It's time to kick back, enjoy the holidays, living carefree, unless, of course, you're on tender hooks and you're awaiting the results of exams. Thousands of parents and young people alike are in exactly that position. They're feeling stressed as results day draws closer and the tension rises, but... Don't worry, we have got your back. We've got one of our amazing parenting support officers here, Julie, with advice and help and the answers to lots of your questions that might be swirling around in your brain. It's lovely to have you with us, Julie. How are you today? Hot. Thank you, Kerry. It's a hot (laughs) day, isn't it? Yes, very hot. (laughs) So it's very kind of you to join us because these are questions that I think lots of parents and lots of young people would want to know the answers to. So tell me before we get plunged into those questions, I'm guessing you must get a huge number of parents getting in touch about this. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's one thing that I I would sort of say, don't be on your own with it, because sometimes, and especially after what we've been through and pandemic, all of that, you know, um, people do feel more isolated. And and I would 100% say to them, please pick up the phone and have a chat with us, because there's, it's very unlikely that you're going to say or tell us anything that we have not heard before. And everything is individual. So there's lots of information out there. There's lots of social media, dear help us all, all of these things um, that you can access, but it's not specific to yourself. So sometimes just reaching out, having a chat with somebody that we can maybe have a bit deeper exploration can be really helpful. Especially with something like this, I think that is such a big thing for the whole family. Sometimes it's hard to find somebody you can talk to who doesn't have a vested interest in one, you know, one case or another. So it's it's great to be able to speak to somebody like yourself who can give you, you know, a, who can look at things from almost one step back and say, look mm-hmm. here, here are the answers that you might need. Absolutely. Because, you know, friends, families are wonderful, but they're all, if you like, invested in you. They're invested in your information and how you're feeling, how they're feeling, how it all of those things. And um, when, when, especially around exam times, you usually find that your peer groups are the parents of other children going through exams. And and it goes back to that whole thing about, um, you know, camaraderie is brilliant, but comparison can be really hard. And um, I don't think that we should underplay, of course, the impact that social media has as well. So if you're looking through Facebook, Instagram, all of these things, and there's wonderful stories of, you know, um, mine got nine A stars and things like that. That's wonderful. And, you know, as human beings, you can go, that's lovely, great for that child. But we are only human beings. And if we are wrestling with disappointments or concerns about our own child, it can be very difficult. And some 
sometimes it's really useful to speak to somebody who can say, yeah, I get it. You're disappointed and you're only a human being that you're feeling flip me. Why not my child? And I would say that that's much easier to do with parent line, for example, you know, than, you know, your friend whose child did get the nine stars because you sort of feel, oh, well, you know, yeah, of course, I'm really happy, <laughs> you know, and you are. But, you know, we're only human beings as well. So please reach out. Definitely. Well, listen, lots of people have reached out to us already because we put a wee shout on social media and said, do you have any questions? Throw them our way. We will help and try and get some advice and some tips for you. Lots of people got back to us. So, Julie, brace yourself. I'm going to throw you some of the questions that we got in like this one. We're starting off with this one. My daughter is part of a large group of friends that, in my view, are not necessarily very supportive. There's always been a very competitive age in terms of popularity and clothes, etc. My daughter's always struggled at school. And although she's worked really hard this year, I'm afraid that she's not going to do as well as these popular girls. And how will that impact on her? Wow. Okay. so this is something that we would come across an awful lot. You know, this is something that um, a lot of people can relate to. And while today we're talking specifically about the exam results and how that might impact her, you can sort of see the layers of, of, of what's going on here as well. So we've got peers that um, people are desperately trying to emulate and be part of the cool crowd. Um, we've got clothes, all of these things, pressures around, you know, um, being accepted and, and feeling accepted um, in a group as well. What I would say would be, you know, I guess at the heart of this is good old fashioned self-esteem. That's what it's about. And really, when you break all the fancy talk about self-esteem, really what it's saying is, you know, um, I, I value my opinion of myself more than I need, you know, to look for it from other people outside of me. So part of what I'd be saying to mum would be recognise that, you know, this if this is something that you need to work on or you, you need a bit of support helping her with. Um, again, this is something, please call us as well, because we can be, you know, individual as well. But building on that, um, you know, we've got, you know, the things, the lovely things she's already said about her daughter. You know, she's a hard worker. She's a wee sensitive one. All of these things as well. These are things that she can validate her own child with. It's always something that we can do constructively. It doesn't have to be that we don't have one. We can build it constantly. Um, I would be sort of encouraging her at this stage to have a conversation about, you know, how, you know, maybe how you're feeling about it. And we're so proud of you. You've worked so hard. We don't do with teenagers. It's not really often useful to have a big, long conversation, you know, not a big hour long conversation. They don't want that. You know, they're already left the room at that stage. So it's it's snippets. It's like a few minutes here, a few minutes there. Simple wee validations of, do you know what? I was just thinking you're flipping brilliant do you know what I mean and I was just thinking how hard you worked and oh you know you deserve so much and whatever you get so even if you like throwing wee seeds now so that if and when she isn't getting what she wants and play and and you know what I really hope she does good luck to you I hope she gets everything she wants I really really do but the fact that the results aren't what maybe she wanted um you know validate it now if you like validate her outside of the results the other side of it as well is mum it's very difficult as a parent to see your child in that position because it presses a huge amount of buttons for us 
Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. really important. And, you know, the old cliche in parenting always is start with yourself, you know, manage what's going on with yourself, manage your own emotions. Or, am I thinking of myself at this age? You know, am I thinking I really wanted to be part of the cool gang and I really wanted her to be the cool gang and things like that. So it, it is about sort of managing our emotions ourselves. So managing our own expectations. And then that allows you, if you like, to free up your energy for managing her expectations as well. But on the face of it, we've got a lovely girl who has, you know, worked really hard. So tell her, tell her that and that they're already super proud of her and everything else, you know, is cherry on the cake. If she's doing her GCSEs, did you say? So, I mean, hopefully she'll do get enough to do whatever she wants to do for sixth year. But I mean, the hard thing for a teenager to, you know, consider and that we as adults do have, I believe, a responsibility to remind them of is if you don't get nine S stars in your exams, it really is not anywhere near. It's not even the beginning of the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? It's really yeah. not. But when you're in that moment, especially with a peer group like this, it can be very hard to sort of think about that. So that's where I believe, you know, we should be stepping in and saying, you know, not invalidating it, not saying, oh, don't be worrying about it and things like that, but just addressing it and saying, but there's so much more about you. Encouraging mum, please get in contact if she'd like to speak further about we, you know, just self-esteem, we strategies, things like that, please do. But conversation, gentle, five minutes here and there, in the car conversation's fabulous because there's an end to it. So the teenagers escape, but for a little time. So, you know, <laughs> dropping them off here and there is a really, really good um, time to have a chat. But that can be, I mean, I'm speaking as a parent of a daughter who I think, you know, the sun rises and sets with her, right? My eldest girl is 15, but she's not as confident as as I wish that she was and it's that kind of thing as a parent where you look at her and you go how can you not see what a, a beautiful smart fabulous wee soul you are sometimes it can break your heart that you feel like you've kind of been trying to you know lift them up and tell them how good they are and still that yeah. self-confidence maybe isn't there you, you know yeah. that that can kind of break your heart a wee bit as a parent sometimes when you think where have I gone wrong there Absolutely. And I mean, it is something that comes up over and over again. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm a parent as well. Yeah. And it's that sort of um, disconnect between, you know, our feelings, if you like, what we're feeling about it. And, you know, sometimes you're thinking like one of the, 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 the funny things that often happens is people say, you know, she won't go into the she won't join the the group that the, in the disco where she won't put her hand up in class and, you know, she's only got one friend and things like that. And then you explore a bit further and you'll find, you'll sort of say, and what about you? Would you have loads of friends? W would you join all these clubs? And they'll yeah. go, God, no, 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 whatsoever. <laughs> so sometimes it is about managing what we ideally want, you know, what we sort of had in mind for our child, that there would be this, you know, this person that they're not and and what, what the reality is. But ultimately, Ultimately, it is about validation. You are enough. You know, you are enough. And when we get that right, you know, we all have crisis of confidence. But, you know, if essentially you think you're all right, then you're doing a good job as a parent. And what that allows you to do then as well is they they then that sort of gives them, if you like, basic instructions for life, because I I will accept people into my life who I like, you know, who are good for me. I will, you know, it's not okay for you to speak to me like that, things like that. So, you know, it's always about the validation. And, you know, as parents, we should be crazy about our children, you know. 
not not uh, go sing their love on X Factor, even though you don't have a note in your head. It's crazy. But apart from that, yes, you know, you should you should think they're amazing because they, they are. Because they are. A hundred percent. I agree with you, Julie. Right. You ready for the next one then? The next question? Go ahead. Go ahead. Here we go. <laughs> uh, my youngest of three children is adamant that he's not going to further education after his A-levels this year. His siblings all went to university, as did his father and I. How can I persuade him to go? He's academically very capable and this is just a waste of his potential. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... um. So again, it's about why is this a waste of his potential, you know? So maybe just a bit of exploration as a, as to why this seems to be the only way forward. You know, academic success is very important to a lot of people. You know, obviously to this family it is. And she's three children who have gone on to third level education. So I totally get it where you're like, well, what's happening here? <laughs> you know, who are you um, for, for, the, for this last one? But it is about sort of managing, you know, a feeling that not going to third level education is in some way a failure because it's not, <laughs> you know, and th- there's no there's no other way around it. That's the, the baseline. It's not a failure not to go to university. And perhaps it's about this is what we know. And, you know, she's obviously being challenged or the parent is obviously being challenged here as well in, in what their fundamental core expressions and beliefs are as well. So you can be worried 100 percent. But um, the hard part about always about the A-levels is that, you know, they are your child. They are your wee child and you're still picking up after them and, you know, giving them how instructions on how to make super noodles. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the other side of it as well is that they are legally adults. Yeah, so they have a tough to, time. Yeah, it? it really is. Age. And this is the time where we go. This is my opinion. You know, what is your opinion? And it's hard for me, but I'm going to have to support you in here. I mean, there can be questions asked, you know, what do you intend to do? How are you going to support yourself? Do you think I'm going to give you the money? <laughs> you know, things like that. So that there's, it's definitely not a like, okay, you know, go for it then. But I mean, the hard part about this is that when we're challenged with our own core beliefs, which is, you know, I've, I've succeeded as a parent if they get, you know, a degree, then that that's where it's that's where it's really tricky. So you know what I would say on the flip side of that is like how amazing that in a family where um, we've got a whole sort of you know academic background and belief and and um, he's done well at school, which is you know the requirement. And you know you you have brought up a child who's able to go in the face of everything I know <laughs> and everything I see around me. I actually want to explore something different. So for me, so, I mean, we, were, we were just talking about confidence there. I yeah, mean, there's mm-hmm. confidence for yeah. you to, to be able to say that. Yeah. And potential, you know, if, you know, if, if, if you ever want to not be worried about potential, there it is. Somebody who can sort of say, this is the norm, but I want something different for myself. So it's hard as a parent. I totally get it. Maybe sometimes when they don't go down the route that we sort of, secretly want them to do we have to sort of manage that you know because it's, it's almost like a wee type of grief I don't want to sound you know so dramatic but you know you have an expectation of, of their future and it's suddenly not it 
you know, um, that can be challenging as well. Again, give us a phone because it's fine to sort of offload and go, you know, the ungrateful we, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's absolutely fine as well. But sometimes just looking at it from a different perspective or giving a wee bit of space can be very helpful as well. But again, good for you for now, you know, mm-hmm. brilliant, well done. And you never know as well. I always think, you know, a lot of the decisions that are made now, I've, you know, I'm, I've always been very set in my head that whatever decisions you make now are not the decisions forever. Yes. I mean, he could get a couple of years down the line and think to himself, actually, I quite fancy being a student rather than, you know, absolutely. working the grind, you know, and, and, yeah. and working away really hard here. I quite fancy going back to university. And, and you never know. Because a, a lot of times, you know, um, certain of us of a certain age, there was an expectation earlier on that you went into a job and you went into that job for life. Do you know what I mean? Which, which is really not the case now. You know, people go through several different um, career choices. I mean, you know, and like degrees that you do at 18 or education that you do at 18, you know, it's not really indicative of what you're going to be in, in when you're 40. So it's just about sort of I guess, taking a step back and just looking at what's in front of us as opposed to, oh my God, what's it going to be like in 10 years time? Because that's sometimes the route we go down. And and what I would say in, in the, you know, the, the true science of all parental history is usually if you say no <laughs> to somebody who's already quite set in their mind, you know, you're not going to persuade them that way either. So No, it's only going to make it all the more attractive, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, at least that uh, son is talking to his parents because our next parent who got in touch has said that my daughter has worked really hard for her A-levels. I know she's been struggling. I'm worried how she'll cope if she doesn't get the grade she's hoping for. And then she says, I've tried to reassure her that we can deal with whatever results she gets, but she just gets cross and won't talk about it. What's the best way of handling handling this when she won't talk to me I think so many parents could say that about so many different issues how do you get your kids to talk to you about those issues <laughs> um oftentimes um and I again I'm a mum as well what we consider talking <laughs> what we as parents consider having a, a nice little you know sharing caring conversation is not you know it's us saying here we'll tell you <laughs> you know what I mean? And that that is the first thing to know. We have to sort of ha- be a, have an awareness of our, if you like, our communication. And if um, our communication up to this point has been, you know, the, I am the parent, you're the child. And not in a bad way, because that, that's that's how it is. Um, it can be very sort of difficult to to then sort of sit back and go, when I say I want to talk to you, I want to communicate. I want a conversation. And it was what I said a, a wee while ago as well, is that we also think it has to be this big hour long, you know, let's sit down, you know, I'll get a cup of tea, you get a cup of tea, you know, we'll sit here and have a chat. That's not necessarily w- how we communicate um, with teenagers as well. So a few wee techniques just to sort of get that going is again, is just using I would always say to people try to use I statements when we're talking to teenagers so it's not like you know you haven't said anything about your exams it's about I was thinking (laughs) you know I would love it if you you know things like that there because it, it, it it sort of removes the instant defensiveness that sometimes we get into the mode with teenagers because a lot of times it can be a a sort of opinion that here's my mother starting on me here's my dad starting on me again and they're already defended before they've even heard what you're going to say 
There are so, times. I mean, I think all of us parents have had those times where we try to talk to our kids and their eyes have rolled up in the back of their heads before you even get your <laughs> mouth opened. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then what do we do? We react to the eye roll. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the spiral of communication. And then suddenly what you wanted was a nice little caring, sharing conversation has been like, did you just roll your eyes at me? No, I don't. You always say I roll my eyes at me. You did roll your eyes at me. And then at that point, you want to say, so let's talk. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just doesn't happen. And if it's a really important subject such as this, then I think as the adults in, in the system, we have to be the ones to be sort of conscious of how we communicate. Oftentimes what happens is when, when we do that, the, the the, the teenager, the young person is so shocked. <laughs> they're like stupefied anyway. They're just like, what? Because they're already expecting the normal response that's always been, which is the tit for tat. So um, I wouldn't, don't try not to take it personally. Okay. Try some of those sort of um, things that we were talked about, about you know, just a few minutes here and there in the car again, just um, I'd love a wee chat, love, leave the room. You know what I mean? So it's not, I'd love a wee chat and I want it now. It's, I'd love a wee chat with you. So they already, they, they, you know, they're already thinking, oh, here she goes. Uh, you know what I mean? So it we're preparing yeah. them as well. Again, if it's so worried, did, she, did you say she was worried about that she's not going to get the results as well? Yeah, her mum's saying that she thinks that she won't get the grades and she's tried to okay. reassure her, but it's just not, it's just not a message. I think that her yeah. daughter's ready to hear yet, maybe. Yeah. So sometimes it's not actually about the going in and the fixing. You know what I mean? So the reassuring as we automatically, because what, that's what happened when we, when we were talking to our child and there's some element of pain, what do we do? What is our natural instinct is to go, Oh, I'm going to take that pain and I'm going to make sure you don't have to experience that as well. And, you know, sometimes we actually have to accept the part of our role as parents is that we do have to sit with a child's pain, you know, her worry, the concerns, all of that as well. Um, this is a, a wee question about um, how it is for us as well, you know, so reassuring, you know, what does that mean? Does it mean she's saying, I think you'll get them, don't you be, you, don't you be worrying about it? Or it can just be back to what we said as well. You know what? Life has got disappointments in it. It has. And I really hope that you get everything that you want to. But if you don't, We'll yeah, deal we'll with cope. it. Yeah, we'll exactly. Deal with we'll it. And the other wee things as well, short validation, um, gentle, inviting the conversation as opposed to, you know, you know, you need to, t you, you look awful sad. <laughs> you know, you look awful sad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that's often sometimes how we, you know, how we do react. So um, just do what you're doing, validate, manage your own emotions and manage your own expectations. Um, and also recognize that, do you know what? They've had a horrible couple of years in school. They're about to get their results. Maybe she just doesn't flip and well want to talk about it, you yeah. know? So it's just always sort of sending out the signal, I am here. I am here. And anytime you need to talk, I am here for you. So good luck. And again, give us a phone. I have to keep saying that. Give us a phone. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about how tough it's been for this current crop of of kids, you know, over the last couple of years, we've got a question about exactly that. Okay. Uh, a message here that says, 
I know my child will not do as well as she should in her exams and I feel very angry about it. She was in and out of school due to the pandemic and I know she has struggled this year. I've spoken with her school and they just say she's in the same boat as everybody else. I think it's an absolute disgrace that these results will be attached to my daughter forever. She's very depressed about it now too. How can this be fair and how can my daughter move on from this? I mean, you can feel the anger of the parent coming through there and you can totally understand it as well. And that is so important to say from the outset. Absolutely. You know, all of our emotions, you know, are our emotions. So we're not dismissing anybody's anger. And when you, as you say, when you're hearing that, you're hearing the disappointment, you're hearing the concern, you're hearing, um, you know, just the whole lack of control that, that we've had over the few years as well. And again, you know, sort of sort of saying, well, she's like everybody else, <laughs> you know, she's in the same boat as everybody else. It's not really helpful. It's true, <laughs> but it's no, not. But whenever you're in that helpful. situation, you're like, no. I don't care about other people's exactly. kids. It's my yeah. kid, my 100%. kid, and that's natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I would sort of say there's a few wee layers there. I mean, our own anger. And her anger is absolutely valid, 100%. What we don't want is for that to sort of um, be absorbed by our child if it's not necessarily their own emotion, if you know what I mean. I would be sort of careful about that as well. Um, the fact that you're saying her daughter's really depressed about it as well, that's not something I would want to ignore in any way. Um, you know, is that a new thing? Is it is it anxiety around the exams? Is it, you know, a, a different sort of um, level of depression, things like that? These have been really, really difficult times. And, you know, what we thought was going to happen, you know, when it was New Year's Eve, 2019 or whatever has absolutely 100% not happened. And part of where we're at now is we're sort of dealing with our capacity to have been able to deal, you know, with hard things. All I would say once again is, you know, just because you don't do well in one set of exams doesn't mean if you need to, that you, you can, you know, repeat them. What I would also say is, if you want, you know, let's be very clear when you're talking about, you know, these these results attached to your forever. This is also going to be the COVID <laughs> years. So there will. So yeah. so there's a wee bit of a balance there as well. But, you know, mum, it's really difficult. Um, I'm so sorry that you're feeling this because, you know, I can feel, you know, your anger as well. Give us a wee call about it. Um, again, reassure as best you can your daughter that the two of you will get through it. Check out that if you're sort of saying she's really depressed. Maybe are you, you know, are you, how are you in yourself as well? So all of these things. But it is really hard. And everybody, you know, you're justified being angry. It's re- It's not fair. You know, it is not fair. But at the same time, we don't want that to stick to her or you for for forever you know it, it it doesn't need to and um hopefully we'll have a wee chat and sort of talk about ways about getting through that and I guess there's the thing as well that if your child gets the results you know and, and, and that you honestly think that's you know they're really unhappy with it you're really unhappy with it there's always the option to go again absolutely Absolutely. And I mean, what we forget, I think, as well is, I mean, once you get to a certain age, 
like I don't remember what my O levels at mine were O levels no that idea. says it all. Do you know I what I mean? Probably blanked mine out. <laughs> I can't remember what my results were at all. <laughs> and but what happens is we get so sort of caught up in things. And again, I would sort of say to this mummy in particular, you know, be social media, you know, is a great thing, but it can be a very destructive thing. Mm-hmm. So manage that as well for herself too. But I mean, what happens is we do get wrapped into this whole thing of this is the most important thing in the world. And it's not, you know, and two months after, you know, September, when they go back to school, September, October, November, you will remind, you will be sort of aware the O-levels were not, GCSEs, were not the, the most important thing in the world. So it can be hard in the moment. Again, that is why it's so important to connect. You know, if, if we are only talking to our, and I would say this to that mummy, you know, if the only sort of conversations we're having, you know, were our own thoughts, that can be really hard. So once again, Connect if you possibly can. Um, uh, if you have people that support you, you know, not that, you know, m- make it worse for you um, or also give us a wee call as well. Absolutely. We'll be back in just a minute after this short message from the Parentline team. Parentline NI is a free confidential service offering advice, support and guidance on any parenting matter. If you would like some support with any of the issues raised in today's podcast, or any other parenting issue, please call the Parentline team today on free phone 0808 8020 400 or check out our Facebook page for more information. Now, on with the show. We've got a couple of questions in, Julie, about the kind of pressure that family members can put on kids and on themselves. I'll start off with this one. Um, My husband and I had a very poor school experience and left school as soon as we possibly could. We decided very early on that we really wanted a different life for our children and we have tried very hard to keep our children's education a priority over the years and have spent money on tutoring and everything we could do to support them. Our eldest child did well at GCS and is now waiting A-level results. I'm worried though because my husband keeps talking to everybody about the first child going to university in our families and talking about the celebration that we're going to have when the results come in. My eldest is sensitive and I know that he feels very pressured. I feel stuck in the middle. Any help would be great. That's a tough one, isn't it? That's very tough, very tough and so many different uh, wee layers (laughs) as well. So, um, well, the first thing I would say is, hi, brilliant, you know, fantastic, you know, that as parents, you decided, right, this is, we want something different for our children and we will support them and we will do whatever we can to sort of give them those foundations. So absolutely fantastic. And, you know, on the one side, what we're hearing is a father who is unbelievably proud of his child yeah, yeah. so which is that lovely is to hear. Yeah. absolutely you know that, that don't we're not going to dissipate that in any way that is absolutely fantastic but some people are you know not necessarily thinking <laughs> all the times, you know, we're, we're not all possessive. This be one sensitive. Maybe daddy's not quite as sensitive, yeah. you know, um, I and the stuck in the middle thing is really hard as well because, you know, it's your child. Um, you can you're you're experiencing the pride as well. And we've already got a wee one who's done brilliantly up to now anyway. So there's loads to celebrate here. Um, I would be saying perhaps a gentle conversation with dad because, you know, we as because 
because oftentimes what happens is when you point these sort of wee things out um, t- to people, they sort of go, oh, sure, he knows, oh, he knows I'm only messing, oh, he knows we'll have a party no matter what. And sometimes it's about saying, no, uh, you just think he knows. And mm-hmm. even if he does know, it can be really helpful, up, especially now, you know, before the results come out, just for dad to you know, have the wee conversation about you, like, I hope you do well, son, but you've done, you know, we're so proud of you anyway. Um, have the party anyway, I'd be saying, you know, I wouldn't care, have the party anyway. Um, but it, it is about managing, again, managing the expectations of the parents. And to be fair, this might be just that we've got a father who's really, really proud of the child and that he's using every opportunity to to say, you know, how brilliant his son is. And maybe there's a disconnect in how that is affecting, you know, his son. Mom, val- you do what you're doing. You validate your, your child. You know, um, you've worked so hard. We're so proud of you. And um, your daddy's so proud of you. He'll still be proud of you. All of these things. But definitely I would be, if mum could, just have a gentle conversation. Um, I, I, I love the way I said gentle conversation. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is like, you know, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Mm, maybe take daddy out in a little drive in the car and have that <laughs> conversation as well with an end to it. But it's just about saying, you know, I think Stephen is, is feeling a bit um, worried about his exams and it's not really helping you <laughs> saying, you know, what, what we're going to do. Um, I, I would say this wee one, I hope he gets everything he wants. I really do. And I hope he has a brilliant, you know, um, party and celebration. But, um, you know, it's just reminding him that it would be brilliant if dad's dreams are all come true for the university, but they may not. Mm-hmm. And that in no way does that mean he's disappointed in his child or his child has done something worthy of, you know, disappointment. So just mum, sorry, you're stuck in the middle again. Um, but in, in a nice stuck in the middle, you know what I mean? I, I think it's it's balancing about how proud daddy is with, with, with his son. Um, sensitive children, beautiful creatures, <laughs> beautiful creatures, but, you know, they, they take things up and um, use them maybe in a not so positive way for themselves yeah. so things again, can go very deep very quickly with a child that's sensitive yeah and I'm glad actually you said that because I, I would say as well as that um when exam results come in and they're not what we thought they were going to be and we as parents cares um are really disappointed sometimes we say things that will be remembered forever Mm-hmm. And we are saying things that we do not mean, that we have not thought through, that we are just offloading. And I would always sort of encourage you to be very mindful, even if it's a taking a wee step back before you open the envelope or pick them up or whatever it is that people do, um, just to sort of take the deep breath and even practice a stock phrase if it's not how, it, how it's going to be. Because I can assure you, and we all know it as human beings, Things that are said in the split second and without any thought will be remembered as the yeah. thing that, that is said. So that's a good wee one for um, maybe mummy in that situation too, is just, you know, if he doesn't get them, dad, what are you going to say? You know, and if you have it prepared, it sounds a bit strange, but if you have it prepared, you say it, you know, and you, you go to it because it's much easier to sort of have a stock phrase prepared as opposed to, you know, a, a lo- 10 years, 20 years of saying, you know, I didn't mean that and things like that. 
and it can yeah. be hard. Because words, they do bite in, like you say, and they last such a very, very long time. I think that's a great tip to have just a wee phrase in your head so that, you know, if you open that envelope and it's not exactly what you want, that, you know, the words just don't kind of fall out your mouth without any, you know, because we all know there are words in there that we'd rather not share. So, no, that's a great tip to have just a sentence that you can say, well, you know what, don't worry about this and... You know, yeah. we can we can move on and look at the next thing. So I think exactly. that's fabulous too. Here's twenty quid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Another but are you? <laughs> another family dilemma up next. Um I've got double the anxiety in our house this summer as we're waiting for our twins to get their A-level results. They've applied to go and do the same courses at the same universities, but I'm so worried that one will get lower results than the other and that it'll affect their choices. One of my twins normally sails through the exams much easier than the other. She asked me if she'd be better going to university with lower grade requirements to stay with her sister or going on her own to one that her sister might not get the grades for. And I don't know how to answer and Julie, I'm really pleased that you're giving the answer to that because I'd be stuck at that as well. Yeah, and and who can I turn around to and say, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, wow, okay. And I, actually, this is so interesting as well because I, I know a few triplets. Yeah, so um, very difficult, very difficult. The only thing is that they have had a lifetime up up to this stage they you know they're very connected so they've had a a lifetime where I guess that they've always been compared and um joint ventures have been sort of difficult which is really hard when you think about it and I'm not an expert in twins by any means and high interest so they're they're going to stay together even in their university life as well which is lovely I would say to that parent you've always done a great job your kids clearly adore each other they want to stay together and obviously very sensitive of each other as well whenever the Mm -hmm. one twin is asking what should I do to make sure the other one's okay I mean I think that's all kind of ticks Mm -hmm. there for you know well done parents and obviously lovely kids yeah definitely definitely and mum you know we we should really have mum on (laughs) (laughs) asking what are you going to do tell us but um yeah I mean ultimately they are twins but ultimately they are individuals that's it as well and the aspirations of, of they, they will decide. I mean, how, as you said, they're already very clued in. They're already very sensitive to each other as well. As they're approaching adulthood, maybe the thoughts and the conversation and, and the development is going to be about, you know, who am I if I'm not a twin? You know, if I'm not with my twin as well, um, which I just thought of myself. I have no answers to that. I just um, was thinking, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> but I mean, it, it goes back to what we said before. It's about... Um, reassurance it's about who you are as an individual and um, what I would say is when we talk about if we get our sort of opinion of ourselves um, from other people what a beautiful opinion one of the twins already has because her sister is already saying do you know what you, you I'm going to go with you it doesn't matter mm-hmm. so again things like that how that would impact the other twin mind you if the if the one got the better results you know, and hopefully they'll be they'll get into the same course. Let's let's exactly. stay positive Fingers here. Fingers crossed. Well. There's no problem here Definitely. at all. But very difficult. Um, as you said, Mum, you've had a lifetime of this. They know nothing different. They've always been together as well. Um, and if they're fully supportive as well of each other now, um, I'm sure they'll be supportive at the time. Very interesting. Very very interesting. Very hard. Um, maybe we have parents of twins 
that are could send us in, you know, their experiences of, yeah, of how the twins have gone yeah. really differently as well. Good luck to them. I wish them all the very best. Even just from that wee message, I'm not sure what the dynamic would be. Maybe the other one wouldn't really want her sister to go to um, a, a different university to stay together. But um, they, they will navigate it together as well. And mum as she is supporting them, supporting them through it. And I guess it's just one of those things where you just need to keep every line of communication open, encourage the girls to speak to each other and to speak to you. And, you know, I guess there's no point trying to make decisions before you know what the results actually are. But I guess thinking about it is no bad thing in advance and trying Mm -hmm. maybe to even have those little preliminary conversations beforehand, no bad idea. A hundred percent. And whatever decision that they make, make it right for them. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. You know, I can say, oh, well, if you've got three S stars and your sister got three, you know, C's and you want to do medicine here, whatever, you know, why don't you do medicine? That's, that's immaterial. These are decisions. And again, we're going back to the adult, you know, these are decisions that that they can make and what the decision um, that they make and they're happy with is then is the right one. And how lovely sort of in, in, uh, in a time where people do feel isolated that you have somebody so close as well, you know, we'll probably get lots of people phoning in now, but the twins going, "Eh." (laughs) no, not so much, but no, very difficult. Again, not preempting it, but being fully supportive. And um, as you say, communicate, 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 and nothing can be undone. You know, you can start a course if you don't like it by what is it first term or something, you know what I mean? So nothing can be undone. And that is something that we need to remember and remind our children as well. Nothing can be undone. 100%. I did that myself. I started a university course whenever I was 18, hated it, left after the first term and then went on and did something else that I really, really loved. You know, so there is that thing and sometimes you have to be brave about saying, actually, I want to jump ship and I want to change here. And somebody at that stage gave me great advice whenever I was saying, oh, how do I tell my mum? Because that was my biggest fear Mm -hmm. was how do I actually broach this with my mum? And somebody said to me, life is just like a whole load of trains. You're not (laughs) stopping from going in the right direction you're just jumping courage and I thought that's so true I'm just changing the courage I'm still going in the right direction and it's just a matter and your parents will know that and yeah. and and parents it's good to know that about your kids as well you know Absolutely. you're just changing courage that's I all. keep as I keep saying to my children I don't know what I want to be when I grow up either so you know don't be looking at me <laughs> I'm telling you and me both <laughs> is it exactly that you know life is there you know life is there there's loads of opportunities as you said there's loads of different paths there's loads of different um experiences and you know every experience counts so nothing can be undone well listen talking about experiences here's a question we've got about somebody whose son wants to go and create experiences of his own Uh, this parent says I'd like to know what your experts think about a gap year my son has had such a stressful year leading up to the A levels I appreciate how tough it's been for him he's now saying that he wants to take a year out no matter what results he gets part of me thinks he's just saying this because he doesn't think he's done well but I really feel like if he does go through with this he won't get back into the way of study and he won't want to go to university yeah 
what what you said, mum, <laughs> what you said, mum, as well, all of those concerns as well. I, I mean, I think the last part of it about, you know, I'm really worried that he doesn't come, you know, he's going to take the year off and he's going to have such a marvellous time that he's not going to go back to university. Um, we, we can balance that out with some of the things we've said already, you, you know, today and some of the things that she's thinking as well. In, in this current climate, a gap year, I suspect, is not going to be the gap year of my vintage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where can you go and how long can you go for and things like that? So and I um, wondered that as well. Is a gap year just going to be lying on the sofa? Because really, you know, <laughs> exactly. where can you travel to? Mm-hmm. You might not be able to get jobs abroad. It might be worth, you know, talking to your kids maybe about taking the gap year after university, yeah, possibly. Absolutely. And that's exactly the key, Carrie. It is what 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 I think of as a gap year, darling, and what you think of a gap year, what is it? It's back to that don't assume they're thinking the same thing as you. <laughs> um, you know, so and again, hard part about it as well is, you know, we can lead the horse to water, but we can't make him drink. Um, what does he want to do for the gap year? And you know something, you know, when we're talking about expectations of what's going on with young people and education and university, um, what is university going to be like for him this year? You know, really? So there's lots of things to explore. Ultimately, if he's already adamant I think you're probably, you know, going to have to explore the plan as opposed to, no, you're not going. And that is really, really hard. Um, I would explore it fully, you know, just, you know, who's paying for it? How are you going to get money? What are you going to do? Where, you know, exactly as you said, is it like, you know, is it this morning and loose women and <laughs> a place in the sun? No, I don't think so. So, you know, but also we were talking as well about um, university is a big step. It's a challenging step at any level and any times, but look how more challenging it is at the minute. So, you know, there is an argument that he might, you know, fully have formed in his head that is is, is difficult to, you know, to, to, to dispute. Just explore further, but it may be, mum, that you're just going to be like, well... I hope I hope you hate it and you'll go back to uni next next year as well. But also, again, it's back to that thing as well. You know, where did we get it? It's, it's sort of quite old fashioned and remember as well to think, you know, we leave school, we go to university, we get our job for life. That's not what happens, you know. So oftentimes higher education is now coming when you're 28, when you're 30 and things like that. And maybe that's the, that's the right thing as well. But again, it's that sort of um confusion with what we have in our heads that's been sort of drummed into us from childhood and from sort of society as well you know we don't have to do it in that order we really don't and if ever there was a a sort of case in point and an example of absolutely things are all up in the air it is the pandemic so hard for you it's it's about our own expectations again our own disappointments our own concerns and all we can do is explore them um, you know, the wee practical things exactly that they may not have thought about is where you're getting the money from. You know what I mean? What's happening here? Have you got a visa to this country? Um, have you got your two vaccines? Things like that. And, you know, when your, our children go, when they do leave the house, you know, that is a challenge for us as a parent as well in any sort of level. So um, don't be... Uh, surprised if it affects us in a, in a way that we didn't think it was going to accept me you know worry and anxious so again give us a wee phone and um, we can definitely support you 
Well, talking about kids leaving home, we've got a question about that as well. Somebody here says, it seems like all my daughter's choices for university are as far away from home as possible. It's breaking my heart that she wants to be so far from her, da- far from her dad and I, and I can't help but wonder what I've done wrong. Oh, my heart goes out to this mummy because I know, I mean, mine are 15 and 13 and 5 and already I'm dreading them going and leaving me and going away, you know, to university. Yeah, well, as one who has two, they do come back. <laughs> usually, <laughs> with dirty do, clothes. Usually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> usually, no washing machine up there. No, I don't know how to work it. But um, yeah, I mean, again, oh, so hard, so hard. I mean, the the, the one of the hardest things to remember about um, our jobs as parents is that you know within the job description is that we prepare them for life. You know, we prepare them for life outside, you know, that they can be independent grown ups and experience, you know, a life that they want. And that is in the small print, unfortunately. And, you know, you can see why then you have a beautiful and again, a beautiful relationship with with your children. So how lovely that's not going to go. You know, that's not going to go. And, you know, as hard as it might be to, to hear, sometimes we have to sort of go, that's good parenting, that your child is secure enough that they can explore the world. You know, um, hard for you. Uh, it's not, <laughs> I, I doubt very much it's about, you know, getting away from mummy and daddy. But you know what? That's part of growing up as well, being independent, getting your tongue pierced. <laughs> you know, things like that. You know, please take that off if any of my know, children are listening. <laughs> Julie, please don't please don't put that idea in my head that my kids will leave home and get their tongue pierced. Please don't. <laughs> here to help, Carrie, here to help. <laughs> no, but you know, it, it it is just about um you know, sometimes as well, if they are so secure, you know, that's that's really good because it has given them sort of a, a taste of, you know, now I want to see what it's like on my own without having the secure money. They always will have it, but just a plane ride away as well. But hard, mum, absolutely. And again, you can see how it sort of presses our buttons emotionally as well. Yeah. And It's that bit where she says, I wonder what I've done wrong. And the answer no. is absolutely no. nothing. I know I went to university in Southampton in the south of England. And I can tell you as an 18 year old or even 17 year old making my choices about where I was going, didn't enter my head how my parents <laughs> would think or what exactly. they would think or how they would feel. All I was thinking was happy days, quick boat ride over to France that'd be great so I mean it's nothing that this parent has done wrong it's just you have brought up a child that's really independent and would like to go and see a wee bit of the world absolutely I mean and I had similar questions um myself when I in this blistering heat bought a six pack of lollies and went to the freezer <laughs> last night to get one and they were all gone. And I was like, what have I done wrong? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and that was a real issue. But <laughs> I don't, don't, that's horrible. I don't mean that. But, you know, but do you in, not, <laughs> they, they're not going to listen to this. It's fine. Um, but the reality is, it's exactly that. It's about that, you know, our children are, believe it or not, they are human beings in their own right. You know, they have a whole wide world out there to explore. And the fact that, that you have given them confidence, the fact that you've given them the ability to sort of say, no, this is what I want. And I've, I I want to see the world is a really good reflection on um, your parenting. And do not think that the 18 years 
up to this point counts for nothing because it most certainly does. So um, hard, you know, that's why, you know, there's a whole, what is it called? The empty nest, all of that, you know, it is there. So look at it positively, you know, enjoy her experiences, find new experiences for yourself. You most definitely haven't done anything wrong. You have a lovely relationship. Keep it up. It's just going to be different. Think of, you know, different where you know ways and and I mean what I would be saying is don't be expecting you know a phone call every day because then you're it's up and again that's a wee thing to think about as well look I want you to explore it but you promise me you'll phone me every two days or every yeah. three days you and know? we're very lucky that we live in this day and age I mean I went off to university and I phoned my parents supposedly every night at six o'clock I think it probably went down to once a week at that you know <laughs> after a week or two but at least we've got they've all got smartphones yeah. we can FaceTime them. we can actually see their wee faces mm-hmm. you know we're very lucky in that yeah. we can at least have that kind of contact exactly Exactly. And as I said to mine as well, I left um, my house at 18 and came back at Christmas. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And nobody was, you know, so you would have phone call. Um, and then those days it was reverse charges. Do you remember that? And you had the reverse charge and go, Mommy, I'm here. I'm all right. Have you? Da, 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 bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I mean, and that's that in a way, uh, you know, there's good and bads for all of that as well. Um, you know, sort of have a wee talk about what level of contact, especially if they've been so close. Because, you know, it's just, there's no point in her going out and exploring the world if every, you know, if every three hours she has to check in. But the, the relationship is already there. You know, the things that you've connected with are already there. And it's hard. And don't be on your own with it again. You know, be a bit of emotional support. Give us a wee call as well. Listen, Julie, thank you so much. I think we are probably out of time for all of our questions today, but I have really appreciated this. And I have, you know, taken a lot of it on board myself as well as as somebody with kids here coming up to this stage, you know, going through GCSEs and A-levels. There's lots of stuff there to take away and that I think will really help me. Although trying not to follow my kids when they go to university on, you know, that we find my friend and not following them every second of every day whenever they move around. I'm going to have to work really hard not to do that because I've already thought to myself, I can see where they are at all times of all day and all night. Well, Carrie, I can book you in next Tuesday and the following Tuesday and we can have a wee chat about that. But thank you so much because there are so many questions I know that we have uh, really tackled there today. And it's been great to be able to feel like we're giving a bit of help and support to parents. But I know that they just have to pick up the phone at any time and they can get um, that kind of help and support on a one to one basis, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're open from nine to nine, Monday to Thursday, nine to five on a Friday and nine to one on a Saturday. She says, hoping that's correct. (laughs) Yes, it is. And, you know, absolutely. And, you know, you don't have to, don't feel that you have to, sometimes people sort of feel that they're wasting their time or they have to wait for some big, you know, huge crisis. No, you don't. You know, we are there to support you. That's the clues in the title. And uh, if you're a parent, everything is, is, is you know, encompasses that. Um, please just phone in, check in. You know, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. And all that's left to say is best of luck then. And uh, fingers crossed for all of the results coming out. I hope you get what you want. But if you don't, don't panic. No, absolutely. This is, this is, as we were saying, this is an avenue in that long road of life. And that's all it is. And if you, if you want to have a wonderful future, you will have a wonderful future. And I 
uh, as an old woman, well, as an old woman, I shouldn't say that, but you know, nearly oldish woman, um, I would say to all of you, thank you so much for what you have done. You know, it's been hard. There's been birthday parties missed. There's been, you know, proms missed. You know, there's been lessons missed and you have done that. And no matter what, you have done that. And remember that, you know, you were asked to do um, something that the rest of us never had to do and you have exactly. all done it. So if you have even got to the stage that you are doing your GCSEs and your A-levels, you are winners, cliche as it is. You have had a tough time and I wish every single one of you everything, everything in your whole life, honestly. Seconded from me. Julie, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>